to the Infernal Mafia. That's Kayla. And that's Sarah. And today we're talking about how to pay for IVF with our friend Cassie Moon. Hi, Cassie. Hi. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, of course. I'm going to introduce Cassie and give her history up until now. And uh, yeah, so you guys, if you don't know her already, I'll tell you a little bit about her. So you may know Cassie Moon from YouTube or follow her TTC journey on Instagram. Cassie and her husband were married in 2011 and immediately started trying to conceive. Starting in 2012 to 2017, both Cassie and her husband had fertility testing done here and there, but with marital issues and not seeing eye to eye on treatment plans that put a damper on moving forward and making real progress with fertility treatments. Since October, 2017, Cassie and Brandon have been seriously trying to conceive through IUI. And right now they are doing their first round of IVF and Cassie is on day. I want to say seven or eight. It's day eight. Yeah. Day eight. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine, actually. Today's a good day. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Is it because you're talking to us? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's it. It is. Distraction. Key. Sarah, you didn't say where people could find her on YouTube and Instagram. Oh, well, I mean, on YouTube, her name is Cassie Moon. And on Instagram, your name's Cassie Moon, right? Yeah, <laughs> Cassie Moon. I have a TTC Instagram, Cassie Moon or Cassie's Journey underscore TTC, but I'm mainly on my Cassie Moon Instagram. So, gotcha. Yeah, and that's your actual name. I thought that was a fake name. A lot of people do. <laughs> it's Cassie so cute, Moon. <laughs> it's a cute that's last name. Yeah. Yeah. Someone saw my hashtag and they thought I was on a baby moon. They're like, we thought you were on a baby moon. We were very confused. I'm like, that's my name. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking up baby moon a couple of years ago when you came up on the Google search. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, baby moon. Baby moon. Honeymoon. Baby moon. Yeah. I was. That's, I mean, that could get confusing though. It can. Yeah. But hey, it's like a a foot in the door to talk to you about it. So there you go. Yeah. (laughs) So you're on day eight and uh, how are you feeling about your cycle? Um, I'm okay today. Um, I had my follicle scan yesterday and we had 10 measurable follicles, which is good. Um, I was hoping for more, but that's just me being cray cray, but it's okay. We still have tomorrow to check in. So I bet you'll have more follicles tomorrow. Yeah. So we're progressing. Doctor's happy. Everyone's happy. So it's all good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to do IVF, you did fundraising. Yes. And you have also done fundraising for other people's IVF, right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> so you kind of know what you're talking about when it comes to crowdsourcing types of fundraising. So we're just going to jump on into that. 
yeah. if you cool with that, unless mm-hmm. you want to talk about something else. I'm totally cool with whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> I think that's awesome that you have helped other people do crowdfunding and crowdsourcing to help them pay for IVF. And now people were able to return the favor. Yeah. That's, that's like the infertility community is so great. It really is. Yeah. So just, like, just so everybody understands what we're talking about, crowdfunding or crowdsourcing is a financing method that involves funding a project with relatively modest contributions from a large group of in- individuals rather than seeking a large group of a large amount of money from a small number of people. Um, the funding campaign and transactions are typically conducted online through dedicated crowdfunding sites, often in conjunction with social networking. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, crowd or yeah, crowdsourcing through your own personal social networking sites. So how did you feel about starting a crowdfunding campaign for yourself? And why did you choose the method that you did? Let us know about that. Um, we chose Facebook for me. Um, we kind of thought that it would be a better way to reach everybody because everyone has Facebook and you can just, it notifies you when someone comments or makes a post. So it's constantly keeping that traction on the Facebook feed. Um, and it had the same percentage as um, GoFundMe and you caring. So we thought it'd be the better way to reach people and get more word out there. So Facebook has its own method of raising funds is what you're saying. You right. You have to use an outside right. company or whatever. Yeah. So Facebook actually has their own um, fundraiser page, I guess you'd say. And it um, you connect your bank to it and you it just deposits to your bank. It's super easy and less stressful. So I loved it. So that's great. Yeah. And you did a crowdfunding campaign a couple of years ago for Abby. Uh, her name on Instagram is uh, Abby TTC Dreambound 88. Um, <laughs> but you did one for her. What's What was the difference between running a campaign for someone else and someone else running one for you because you didn't actually throw your own campaign out there. What was the difference for you? Um, I would say that the difference for me personally was I I felt more invested in Abby's um, fundraiser because I wanted it so badly for her and I was the one running it. So I was like, this has to be good. We have to, you know, like get the word out there. Um, for mine, it was more, I was more nervous and I guess it humbled me when people did donate. Cause it was like, wow, these people actually want to help us get this baby and want to, they believe in us. Um, so I feel like the emotions were a little bit different. Um, it was both were amazing. It's just crazy to see people donate their own hard worked money to someone else's dream. So. Do you feel like you need to update more since people did donate to you? I do. But honestly, for me in our journey, we're so open with it. Everyone knows what we're going through. And I've kind of made it my mission for people to understand IVF and infertility because it is 
that world where people are scared to talk about it or ashamed. And I mean, it's embarrassing. Some parts are like, man, this really sucks that I have to do this. Um, but I think it's awesome to know that people are giving me, sending me messages saying, I didn't have any idea that this was a real life problem. And so through my fundraiser, people are learning that this isn't like a taboo subject. It's real life. And in the future, I'm sure some of them will, I mean, some, some of them will probably deal with infertility in the future and probably come to you. Yeah. For support and questions. So that's another good thing that's probably going to come out of it in the future that Yeah. I did actually get a message from someone last night after my live video on Facebook. Um, She was a friend of mine and I had no idea. And she's like, I haven't told anyone. It's only my husband and I that know that we're dealing with this. And it's kind of sad to me that people have to hide it. So. Yeah. You've been really open about it. So do you think that that has made people more, likely to donate to you since they know that you are struggling with something like this? Yeah. I mean, if I were to just say, Hey, we're struggling to have a baby, donate some money. I think it'd be different than people seeing our everyday struggle, like the real life. Like this isn't fun. I'm emotional. I'm crazy. I'm not feeling the best and people are seeing that. So I think it does make it a little bit better for the funding. Yeah. We've talked so much about like the pros and cons of opening yourself up like you're doing. Um, but I, I, like Sarah and I obviously are very open and ultimately think it's a good decision. So I'm sure you probably have no idea how many people you're affecting in a positive way. And someone, you know, just like seeing someone share so openly then gives people the courage to do the same. So I think it's great. On the other hand, I do want to ask you one more thing about Facebook because I would imagine because you're doing it through Facebook, it's like everything's out there. Like everybody knows there's really no anonymity, which I would guess would be like the one downside as opposed to using some of the other crowdfunding sites. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, In other words, if you've got like a separate TTC Instagram or something, then you can link one of these sites on there and still like keep some if if being totally open isn't for everyone. Yeah. There are other ways to get around that. Definitely. Yeah. The outside link for sure would be better if someone's not wanting their personal family to know and they can link in their TTC Instagram for sure and just leave it as that. So Sarah, did did you have any follow you on Facebook? <laughs> my grandma? Yeah. No, my grandparents don't have Facebook, but I have been calling her and updating her and she knows how much this costs. So. Oh yeah. It well, ain't nice. cheap. Nope. No, it's not. <laughs> nope. Some of those other sites we, I was just referencing, um, that you can also use for crowdfunding are things like youcaring.com, gofundme.com, teespring.com, and bonfire.com. So they're all a little bit different. The first two I mentioned, I think those are just straight fundraiser sites, right? And they do have like, they're going to take a percentage 
uh, I think you wrote here, Sarah, processing fee, like so probably 30%, 30 cent, cents on the dollar. No, 30 cents per donation. Transaction. Got it. I was going to say 30 cents on the dollar would be pretty stingy. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and it looks like GoFundMe is a similar processing fee. Um, but they're hosting it for you. So, you know, they got to take a chunk. Yeah, they take 5%. So they take a nickel for every dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about that. In addition to the processing fee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But then Teespring and Bonfire are like, well, you should talk about that because you got a lot of experience It's for um, like merch sales, right? Yes. Those are t-shirt campaigns. So you set your price and depending on how many you sell is how much you make. So if you only sell five, like you set your price at $21 per shirt, you only sell five shirts you're only going to be making $4 per shirt. So you'll make like $20. But the more shirts you sell, the more you make per shirt. And so, gotcha. I mean, there's an advantage of selling more shirts, but you do not make a whole lot per shirt. So I talked to Cassie. <laughs> into, I, I said, Cassie, I can make shirts for you. So she did do a t-shirt campaign fundraiser part to raising money. Right, Cassie? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you were which one were you looking at? Teespring uh, or Bonfire? I think it was Bonfire. But then you were like, no, I can do it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like compared to Bonfire, I can't remember. It depends on how many you sell, but it's like $17 per shirt or $15 per shirt. Yeah. And you set your own price so you can say $25 shirt. So the most you'd make per shirt is $10. And to make the shirts, it was like $5. So by having me make the shirts for her, she got a lot more money per shirt go into the baby moon fund yes so thank you so again it's awesome if anyone has a t-shirt campaign they want to start contact sarah <laughs> no don't do that <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> it's a I lot of work did it for cassie <laughs> <laughs> i felt bad because it's so much work but i appreciate uh, it i happen to have a screen printing machine and it just worked out pretty well yeah to do it that way if you have a friend with a screen printing machine, hit them up. Yes. You know, I'm totally talking off the cuff now. I'm thinking if we ever wanted to do like another IVF giveaway, Sarah, maybe we can make Fertile Mafia shirts and raise funds. You should. That'd be easy enough. I want one. Yeah. Does anyone want one? I was going to send <laughs> one to you, but then I didn't make it in time. We'll get you one, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you have a vinyl cutting machine, it's super easy to cut vinyl and do it yourself. I'm all for doing it yourself because those companies charge a lot per shirt, which I make it makes sense that they do. But 
you can get a lot more. And I feel like people, some people, maybe like me, are more likely to buy something mm-hmm. instead of just donating straight money. Yeah. Because yes. sometimes I feel weird about that. Well, and then they like feel like they're just buying a t-shirt too. Yeah. And the great thing about the t-shirt is it's a walking ad for whatever you're trying to raise awareness for. So when people say, what is this baby moon you're waiting for? <laughs> now you can talk to them about it. Yeah. Which is great. So it's like a bonus. You get two things out of that doing the t-shirt direction. Yeah. Do you want to explain how we did it, Cassie? Because it was a little bit complicated (laughs) behind the scenes. Yeah. So Sarah created a Google um, spreadsheet and they just messaged me for their orders, which got a little crazy. Um, We had to fill out the sheet and then um, ask for shipping and all of that. But I don't know. I feel like it went pretty smooth the way the sheet was made out that it was like, this is how much money is going to baby moon. This is how much money is going to Sarah, you know, for the cost of how to make the shirts. Um, but I feel like it went decent. Um, I, I like that we put a time frame on it, a short time frame, cause it would have got a little wild. Yeah. We put what a week, Yeah, maybe five days of ordering. Yeah. And then I, uh, sent them out the next week, I think. Yeah. Something like that. And I only got one order wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's okay. She's um, yeah. 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 (laughs) But I, I had them send the money to Cassie. So it went to her directly. Um, so as far as that went, I had it all go to Cassie and they paid you through Facebook messenger, right? Mm-hmm. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. And Facebook messenger doesn't take fees out. Nope. And two or three people sent me money through PayPal to pay for it. And, um, PayPal ended up taking fees out. Oh, <laughs> um, so there was that. Yeah. But I feel like you could also safely use like, cash app or Venmo mm-hmm. or something like that if you were doing it on your own. Yeah. Is that the cash app through Apple? No. It's no. just a, it's a separate. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying like there's a lot of options to do it on your own, not having to go through. I mean, those sites are great if you don't have a vinyl printer or whatever the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. But if you want to do it on your own, or you could sell anything, really. It doesn't have to be a t-shirt. And you could... True. Yeah, you could sell whatever. Yeah. But it's... I like could sign cool. stuff and sell them. Yeah. You know, since we're so popular. With these Do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll sign a t-shirt for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Kayla, you're up. Oh, I thought you were going to ask about the Instagram auction. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. No, you're up. right over that. <laughs> okay. Were you involved in the Instagram auction for Abby, Cassie? Or not really. I was involved for more so for advertising. I didn't really run it, um, but I did help share it when there was things to share. 
to help spread? I did, yeah, I, I did too. I just, I didn't know the behind the scenes of the Instagram auction. And I don't remember, they, they sold a lot and it was all profit. Yeah, I don't exactly remember how that worked, but I know Abby got a bunch of boutiques and friends that knew friends with boutiques and they just did the auction with certain products, but I'm not exactly sure the background of all that and how it worked. I think it is an Instagram auction (laughs) and how does it work? So this Instagram auction, I'm pretty sure it was put together by um, this girl who runs an Instagram account called Raising Ezra Cade. And she has a pretty big following. Um, her account was mostly pictures of her baby wearing <laughs> boutique clothes and the boutiques would just send her clothes. I don't know if they like paid him as a model or what, but she had one of those. How um, do you get that gig? <laughs> you take pictures. You have a cute kid. <laughs> of the kid and everyone's like we're trying i'm trying <laughs> good pictures of the kid wearing the clothing sure and i guess people start following you i'm not sure <laughs> okay but she is what you would call an influencer on instagram right. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of followers so yeah, she, she was does. the one abby and her were friends are friends uh she contacted boutiques abby contacted them and they usually would donate one or so items like either an item from the boutique or um, a gift certificate to the boutique something along those lines and it was kind of like a silent auction so uh they would put a picture of the item up on the instagram like they would do five things an hour and they told everyone when all this would be going on. So they would put five things an hour and people would bid on them. And then you would have to outbid the person above you. And then when the bidding closed, the person who won would be sent in a PayPal invoice, I think. They'd pay the PayPal invoice. It would the money went to Abby's IVF fund or whatever, and then uh, the shop owner would get that person's email who won the bid. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if this is legal, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think she got quite a bit of money from it. It was a couple years ago. I don't see why it wouldn't be legal because events like school events, they do silent auctions. So I don't see why it would be illegal. Maybe because it's online. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know if it violates Instagram's terms. Yeah, true. Oh, or not. But um, that's something you can look into if you have a friend who's an influencer. Yeah. I was going to say, I've never heard of an Instagram auction or seen one or been a part of one in any capacity. I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> They're kind so, of exciting. Yeah. Because you want to beat people. It reminds me of, uh, what's that What's that website where people eBay? get all eBay. eBay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eBay. That stresses me out. Can't do it. No, I can't do it. Either. I've never bought anything off of eBay. So. Me neither. 
Mm-mm. too competitive for that. I'll send a million dollars on a piece of paper if I have to. No. <laughs> yeah, it seems very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so we wanted to ask you about your job. So I know that you are a barista extraordinaire, <laughs> right? You and your husband both work for Starbucks, right? Yeah, my husband is currently still at Starbucks. I am on a leave of absence, but I'm still considered an employee. But yeah, Starbucks, um, they benefit us a lot with infertility. They give us a good amount of money once per lifetime. And yeah. That's great. Is that per person or is that as a couple? As a couple. Because it, it runs through our insurance. So you, you only have to work part-time to have benefits through Starbucks. But then that lump sum of money is just automatically already in your insurance benefits. So once you go to the infertility clinic, they run your insurance and it's on there. So, But you do pay out of pocket as you go. So we have a 30% that we pay. Most of the time, depending, but yeah. So, so what is specifically like, how is it covered? Is it um, like, we'll cover a full round of IVF or we'll just cover diagnostic treatments or like, what is your specific coverage look like? I'm just curious. Um, well, it depends on the um, insurance benefit that you pick. And we picked Kaiser, um, but we pay 30% as we go. So they don't just say, Hey, here's 20 grand, use this money. They say, okay. this is the money for you. Some's set aside for meds. And then um, you just pay as you go. And then once you run out of that money, then you're done. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you have a lump sum. And as you're going, they cover 30% of that. And um, we pay only 30%. So they cover you the rest. You pay only 30%. Yeah. And once it runs out, you're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. So. so is that like a coinsurance? Is that what they call it? Or yeah. Or is it just... I guess you could call it a coinsurance because, yeah, they're, they're, that money's there and we just don't get to just grab it all at once. We have to earn it. And when you pay 30%, does that go towards your deductible? And then once you hit your deductible, will it pay the full 100% or will you always pay 30% yeah. of infertility? We'll always pay the 30% for infertility. So, But does it go to your deductible? Honestly, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I should know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to know it, girl. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get your uh, whatever the ex- explanation of benefits or yeah. the usage. Yeah, we've already used all of our meds, med benefits during our IUIs, which we weren't aware of. So, mm. yeah. That is frustrating. Very frustrating <laughs> for something that wasn't going to be the best chance for me. So, I was a waste of time, honestly. Yeah, that's really that's kind of messed up that they didn't tell you that it would use up all of your yeah. When they gave us our quote for our IVF meds, we were like, no, 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 no. Hold on. We have coverage for this. So there, this is wrong. And then we went to the pharmacy instead of talking on the phone. And she was like, no, you only have, we had $800 left of med benefits out of a lot. And I'm like, wow, they didn't even tell us that we used it all during our IUIs. And she was like, yep, you used just about all of it. Sorry, nothing we can do. Wow. 
So you were, you were on a pretty high dose during your IUIs, weren't you? Yeah. So we did the first IUI, we did one vial of Menopure every night. And then the next one we did two or three, I think. Whoa. That's a lot of, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm with a different doctor now. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. My old doctor, I've come to learn through all the mistakes she made that she was not the best doctor. So be aware. That's nice. (laughs) Yes. No. I think though what you're describing, the way your insurance coverages is better than what I hear from some people because like I know some people like their insurance, like they'll cover IVF, but only after you've done like, I think someone in our Facebook group, it's like, you have to do at least this many IUIs. Yeah. Before we'll cover IVF. And it's like, uh, and then this person's like knows her tubes are blocked. It's like, no, (laughs) wow. This is insanity. So, I mean, actually, I think she figured out that if you have a diagnosis that anyway, right. all that to say, I feel like this is more catered toward like use it how you need it, Definitely. like how your doctor thinks you need it instead of like, we're not going to cover this until you try all these other things that aren't going to work because yeah. Yeah. Every time the doctor's offices run my insurance, they're like, this is bizarre. We've, we rarely see insurance like this that I'm lucky, which is awesome. So yeah, it's pretty good benefit for sure. So it's great to work at Starbucks. It is. And you get free coffee. So why not? I mean, best of both worlds. Free food, right? Yeah. On your shift. Yep. And to be part-time, is that 20 hours a week? Yeah, it's average 25 hours per week. And they run it through the whole year. Um, Mm. So if you take a week off, it's not a big deal. It just, you have to have that average for the year. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a great, speaking of insurances, we have a great website to share with everybody. Sarah found this, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's called fertilityiq.com. And wow, it's like such a great website. So it's going to break down like fertility coverage, insurance coverage in the United States. Um, and like average cost of IVF per uh, like the area of the country. It's just like gives a lot of really great information. And one thing I really like about it is it talks about the industries that have the best coverage. And it even lists like, this says the 2017, 2018 employers with the most generous IVF coverage. So you can even go see if uh, you're, you know, like, if you're looking for a career change or you're trying to decide if you want to work for Facebook or Pinterest, they both cover four cycles of IVF with PGS testing. So I thought it was, it's a great website. It has a lot of really awesome information. I actually just filled out um, a review of my doctors and clinics on there and it was very detailed and it took quite a while. Really? Yeah. Uh, Someone on Instagram, they were giving the person who referred people to the website, uh, like money to fly home from New York. I don't know if anyone saw that. Mm -mm. Her name's Carissa Brzezins. Oh, yes. Yeah, I follow her. Yeah. So she was 
yeah, they were giving her like $10 per review. So I did, I did that. And then I couldn't remember how to spell her name at the end. And so I went back to her Instagram and I lost my whole review. So I was Uh, like, they should have sent you an email. I didn't look in your email because I did the same thing. Okay. Instagram logged me out of there. And then I got an email to continue. I was like, I'll just send her the $10. I mean, shoot. (laughs) I thought her name, I I thought her name was like Breeze. I couldn't think of her last name. Not the same. It's like Bazeez. Berger. Or something (laughs) like that. So yeah. Wasn't that a pretty involved questionnaire? Definitely. Kayla. You should. Okay. Yeah. Because it looks like a great website. It does look like a great website. I mean, mine was easy. It was like, nope, we don't cover anything. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I had zero coverage. It wasn't, a, it wasn't complicated. That was uh, for better too. word. Well, and I'm in the middle of my cycle. So some of the questions was like, uh, I don't know. So I just skipped some, which they allowed me to. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. Cool. They, yeah. So. And that's linked on this, art, on this website, you said? Um, I followed that girl's link, but I'm sure you can go on there and evaluate her, your doctor. If, yeah. So that's fertilityiq.com. And this is the end of our interview with Cassie. She'll be back at the end of the episode to do out of the box. We're going to ask her cringy, would you rather questions? Oh man. (laughs) that are kind of gross <laughs> but uh thanks for coming on today cassie and uh giving up some of your free time to talk to us about crowdfunding yeah thanks this was fun yeah good luck with your with your cycle thank you yeah hope you keep feeling well i hope so too <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. all right well we will hear from you at the end of the episode okay To continue with other ways to get money for IVF, people have got second jobs before. And then they put all the money from the second job into an IVF fund. Um, There's a lot of online teaching jobs, like teaching English to kids in another country, or even being a virtual teacher for um, online schools. But you might need to have a teaching certificate for that. So (laughs) you're going to have to look into that yourself. (laughs) I think the point, though, is like to think outside of the box. What other ways, you know, what other skills do I have that I can, what else can I do? Yeah. What can you add in to supplement? What you're already doing. Yes. And don't, I mean, ask your family. Which could be awkward. Not everybody would want to do that. And it depends on the relationship you have. But what's the worst thing you're going to say? No. Yeah. And it hurts your pride a little bit. (laughs) Like, how bad do your parents want grandkids? (laughs) That's my question. (laughs) There you go.
Put it on That's them. That's what you should ask your yeah. parents. How bad do you want grandkids? Yes. <laughs> Help me make this happen for you. Right. Right. Put it on them. Like, turn it into their issue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's a genetic thing, you could just <laughs> full out blame them. Yeah. You could really lay on the guilt thick. Look what you did <laughs> with your crappy genetics. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, for giving me PCOS. Right. Yeah, basically she listens blame, to this. blame your family and then demand money from them. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, you could resort to blackmail. There you go. <laughs> We're just kidding. But bribery. I mean, there's, yeah, bribery. There's this always is the, the mafia, after all. So <laughs> <laughs> You could break some fingers. Some kneecaps. Get a cigar cutter. Mm -hmm. They're a little pinky in there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't do that, though. Don't do that. Uh, a way to get meds. Uh, you There's this thing on Instagram called IVF Candy Search. Wink, wink. It's a hashtag. This is like the black market. I am mm -hmm. not promoting this. No, I'm just we're saying we're just talking about it. I've seen it. I've never used it, but and maybe if you're open on YouTube about what you're going through, someone might see it and be like, "Hey, I have some meds left over. I'm not going to do anything with. I will send those to that person who is talking about doing IVF themselves." There you go. That's one so, good thing about being open, because yeah, yeah. People might be like, hey, we'll they, give you my leftover meds. They might want to share their candy with you. Yeah. Uh, this next one is a little... <laughs> this next one's also a little iffy. <laughs> and it's egg sharing donation. A lot of clinics do not have anything about this on their website because there's a lot of ethical gray areas yeah so this is where you do ivf and share your egg load with someone else <laughs> your you donate egg your load. eggs yeah <laughs> you donate your eggs to someone else like half your eggs like you take some and they take some and you get your you get some compensation for your time an effort there and you know get a discounted IVF cycle or for free I don't know how many doctors do this if this is even an option at most clinics but I've heard rumblings <laughs> rumblings I, and you've never heard of this before Kayla uh, no I've heard of egg sharing or I've heard of egg donation but I haven't heard of it happening like on the black market under the table and I, no, I don't think it. No, I don't think it's an under the table thing. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, it is probably not advertised or like promoted on websites and such because it's a very individualized situation with, like I said, a lot of gray areas. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but another thing 
that you could ask your clinic about or just do a Google search for is like IVF trials, uh, which would be like if they're trying to test a new med or trying to do test a new some type of something. <laughs> a lot a of times. A way to do uh, monitoring. I saw a trial that tests saliva. Oh, that seems like it would be easy to do. Yeah, instead of doing the blood monitoring, oh. they test saliva. I don't know. I'm guessing during the trial they would do both. Yeah, right. To compare. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's trials out there like that, and they might compensate you. Yeah, most trials are going to, they you get something out of it, whether it's like, yeah, they pay you directly or maybe discount a treatment that you're doing. Um, you could also look into IVF grants. Those exist as well. Uh, they're resolve.org. Yeah. Resolve.org. Has, has lists of IVF grants. And another one that my um, RE told me about was First Steps, which is financial aid for fertility medication. So the website is fertilitybydesign.com. Uh, backslash, or is that front slash? Uh, I think it's backslash. Backslash. I don't, I can never tell the backslash forward slash. I'm pretty sure those are, because that's the normal slash. Yeah, I don't know what the normal slash is. It's like I've never, to this day, I'm 35 and I still can't do greater than or less than signs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a backslash. Okay. Fertility. Greater than. Yeah. Wants to eat the number. I know. So many people have tried to explain it to me, and I'll kind of remember it for a while, and then I forget. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, is it... It's not like you're ever going to use it. Is the point part... I do need it a lot. Is the point part the the alligator's mouth? Or is it the the open part, his mouth? The open part is its mouth. And he's eating the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fertilitybydesign.com backslash first steps. And it has an application on there that you can fill out to receive financial aid. They take your household income and other factors into consideration and do that accordingly. Um, so, and I think it just covers medication, right? And I think it covers medication at certain pharmacies yes um like walgreens specialty pharmacy is where i think i used it okay there's other programs too so it it might depend on your pharmacy um something to ask your pharmacy if there's some sort of discount program most ivf medications come from a specialty pharmacy yeah, and this this uh, specific one, the first steps one, is only for people who are one hundred percent cash pay patients, which is a lot of people, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that is also an option. Um, and then the last one is loans and credit cards, which is probably. Your worst option, but one that a lot of us have to do. Yeah, I wouldn't suggest this one out of all the options, like especially credit cards. 
like getting but, a new credit card just to pay for IVF. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, my friends. Yeah. I mean, you could you can rack up some <laughs> debt real fast with IVF. Mm-hmm. But it is an Have option. Ever, yeah. Have you ever heard of the Dave Ramsey mm-hmm. financial freedom? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if that would go, that sort of thing would go on this list, but you could try that program. He kind of tells you how to be frugal and save money. So I guess if you're looking for a guide on how to save money, even in your current state of however you're spending your money, whatever. But uh, <laughs> Which is a good like thing for all of us to know how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, IVF is a huge financial strain for the majority of people. So it's like one of those things that you can control as far as your spending habits. So if you have that, like, if you've got that under control... I think that's a good thing. It's like one less thing to feel like is spiraling out of your control if you've got your finances like more in order than if you just spend whatever you want on, you know. Or if you spend like money as soon as it comes in. Yeah. Probably not so great for saving up for IVF. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. So let's pick it back up with Cassie and do Out of the Box. So we are going to do out of the box with Cassie. We have her back and we're going to play a little game of would you rather. (laughs) And the questions are from a BuzzFeed quiz saying that's called no girl can make it through these 11 questions without cringing. All right. (laughs) So Cassie, would you rather have to wear in a painful pair of new shoes all day or walk around all day in mom jeans that are riding up your crotch. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> uh, maybe the mom jeans. No, that's no, neither. <laughs> the one of- <laughs> you can't pick neither. You have to pick one. Okay. I'll pick, I'll pick the shoes. Pick the shoes. Good choice. You've done it before. Yeah, I've done it before. It's fine. Beauty before pain. Or beauty <laughs> is pain. <laughs> I think you got to go with the shoes at all costs to avoid camel toe. True. <laughs> camel toe and jeans. Ugh. It's not a good look. No. <laughs> okay. Would you rather ugh, have a UTI like sting whenever you pee for a month or have really bad period cramps every period for three months? Period cramps. Yeah, I feel like that's my life. Yeah, that's normal. This is already everyday life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of, would you rather is that? All the women with endometriosis are like, um, excuse me, they're offended by that question. Yeah, for real, huh? <laughs> uh, the internet agrees with you. Cool. Would you rather <laughs> wear the same dirty thong for three days in a row? <laughs> Or not be able to wipe after peeing all day and not have a chance to change your underwear. Ew. 
Um, <laughs> I guess the dirty underwear. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. You're in a sterile. I'd go with not wiping. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that one. Wait. So which one did you pick? The dirty thong or the dirty underwear with not wiping? Oh. See, they're both. They're the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on. We'll okay. move on. Would you rather have itchy pubes but not be able to scratch them? <laughs> oh, my God. Or feel an eyelash in your eye, but not be able to get it out. Eyelash in my eye. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd go with the pubes. Really? Oh. I had an eyelash be stuck in my eye for a day. And I made a blood vessel burst in my eye and I looked Ouch. scary. So. Yeah, that is painful. Been there, done that. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> But it's nothing worse than an itchy pube, though. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's uncomfortable and awkward, and you can't itch it in public. Weird, oh. weird. Doesn't that happen when you guys shave? No, just me. Oh, well, no. yeah, sometimes. <sighs> to be a girl. <laughs> Would you rather rip off a hangnail or pull out an ingrown hair on your bikini line? Hmm. Uh, oh gosh, that one's both are very painful, but probably ingrown nail. Oof, it does sound painful. Yeah, if you have to have a C-section. Be prepared for a lot of ingrown hairs around. <laughs> oh, geez, really? Things yeah. you things think about things they don't tell you. <laughs> no, That's you true. get a you get a free wax job too, or I did when they took the bandage off. Hey. Oof. <laughs> yeah. And a free landscaping before. I bet they charged for it. Probably. <laughs> okay. Would you rather take out a dry tampon or rip off a pad that's gotten stuck to your pubes? Dry tampon. Yep. Ow. I know. Yep. That's just life. Yeah. These are would you rather's that have happened. I bet. <laughs> and they're all making me cringe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> would you rather catch your nail on a razor while shaving or accidentally pinch your skin while tweezing a hair? I've done both. Me too. So maybe pinching my while tweezing my hair. Yeah. That's that's what I would go with too. Because the blood under the nail, not fun. Nope. No. Mm -mm. And what, what if your nails are looking nice and you just ruin it? I've done that. And I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like injury with, with uh, <laughs> being a girl. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> would you rather be constantly pooping on your period or passing loads of blood clots on your period. Oh, what? Where did you find these? These are <laughs> these are really weird. Buzzfeed. I feel like this is my life. I mean, if I'm being honest, when I'm on my period, I already go number two all the time. So I'll pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thirty-six 
percent of the internet agreed with you. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Would you rather go commando in a skirt for three days or go commando while wearing the same dirty jeans for three days? <sighs> commando. What is it with the dirty stuff. <laughs> commando in the skirt. Me too. Yeah. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you rather get your hair stuck in the back of a hairdryer or accidentally zip up a bit of skin while putting on a tight dress? Oh my gosh. Zip up skin. Yeah. I don't want to lose my hair. <laughs> <laughs> you worked hard for that. Yes. <laughs> this is the last one. Okay. Would you rather mm. have a fart bubble in your labia that you can't wiggle out <laughs> <laughs> uh, or have Ew. a wedgie at the front that you can't pull out? <laughs> wedgie. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> and that's the end. I mean, farts in general are embarrassing. Vagina farts are really <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> well, there's a name for them. What? Weeping. Oh, yeah. Ew. Don't you remember that from, like, middle school, Cassie? I haven't heard that in so long. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) interesting. Or I guess high school. Whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that's when I learned what it was. Like, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Those middle schoolers. (sighs) (laughs) Well, that was our episode with Cassie on... Ways to get money for IVF. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Kathy. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. And as always, join our closed Facebook group called The Infertile Mafia. Follow us on Instagram at Infertile Mafia Podcast. Feel free to send us an email to infertilemafia at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to hear more from Kathy and lots of other talk about eggs and balls and stuff. <laughs> In our next episode, we're talking about all the different types of treatment options with IVF. There are a lot. Thanks, Cassie, for joining us today. We hope the rest of your IVF goes smoothly. And we hope we're giving an update that you're pregnant very soon. Yay, me too. (laughs) Let's have Cassie close out this episode. Thanks for joining the Infernal Mafia. See you next time. Bye. Bye.